love a good nature story. I'm sure you do too, because you know what we all loved in 2023? cheering for nature, especially animals that seem to, or nature that seem to kind of push back against humans. Remember the story about the orcas attacking boats in the Strait of Gibraltar? Oh boy, that was everywhere. That was, that definitely went viral, but that wasn't the only story like that from this past year. There were stories about pigs or wild boars that were running amok everywhere and taking over otters attacking surfboards. That was a big one down in California too. So we're going to talk more about that. What is going on? Dr. Jeffrey Whitehall joins us now, professor of political theory at Acadia University. Thank you so much for joining us. Hi, good morning. So this is a fascinating idea. The, we cheer for animals that are fighting back. Why do you think that is? Yeah, it's such an interesting phenomenon. Um, you know, I was, I, so I wrote this paper called When They Fight Back, and I was trying to think through that exact, that exact question. I was trying to think about how do we understand when animals fight back and how do we do it in a way that doesn't put animal or humans at the center of it? And it was a really tricky puzzle to try to figure out of why do we care so much when animals push back and what does that mean for us? Okay, did and you think, figure it out? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have some ideas. Uh, I think that when, you know, orcas, uh, uh, seals, pigs, all these kinds of, you know, animals put, uh, fight back, I think that we see them as kind of opportunities for us to reflect about our own behavior and our own condition. So usually when an animal uh, fights back, we, two kinds of things happen. We either say, uh, hey, I, you know, do they really mean to do it? Is it intentional? Do they have agency? Are they conscious? And so we're trying to measure whether or not their actions are kind of like what we would do if we were in that situation. And so they, be, they act kind of like a mirror. And, uh, and then the other one we do is we kind of start to explain away their behavior. We start to say, uh, oh, well, they're just protecting their, be- their territory or they're just playing or they're just wild or something like that. And so it's a really tricky situation because at one level, we're just reaffirming what we are um, by saying that animals aren't. And then we turn around and say, well, they don't, their actions don't count because they're just being animals. And so it really is a tricky puzzle to try to, 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 try to get our head around. Right. But if they're just being animals, don't. it's amazing that for humans that we don't think, oh, wait, are they trying to tell us something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And that's why we so often ask the question, do animals have language? And then we usually say, well, you know, and there's all these kinds of efforts to measure animal language and their capacities and stuff like that. But I, I kind of took a bit of a pivot on this. And I, instead of going down that path to try to show that animals are just like us, who are also animals, um, I, I, I pivoted in saying that what was interesting was that they were resisting. And it was the fact that they resisted, which was enough for me. And, uh, and so to think about what animal resistance means is to think about the ways in which our, how humans are acting in the world and how animals are acting in the world don't line up. And so there's this constant friction between the, the way that humans are living and the way that animals are living. And we recognize that through these moments of, of resistance. And resistance is sufficient for us to say that, wait a minute, animals have interests and humans have interests. And we need to, at some level, reconcile what's going on between, the, between uh, you know, these 
these different ways of being in the world. Right. Do you think it scares us a little bit? Like I was thinking about the the orcas in the Strait of Gibraltar, how they were attacking the boats, the the fishing boats there. And and mm. on the one hand, it did seem to kind of scare people in the vicinity there. Yeah, totally. It's, don't you think it's kind of similar to a parallel conversation to AI? Of people saying, well, wait a minute, what if AI becomes conscious and then is trying to tell us something? Because the only thing we seem to be able to imagine is forms of domination. So we say, oh, no, if animals are sentient, then are they trying to dominate us? And so oh, we no, don't want to know. Becomes sentient. Right. Yeah, we're, well, yeah, we're just kind of, we're, I think it's because of the story we've been telling ourselves about ourselves for so long, which is that we're engaged in forms of like we're in a competition for supremacy and so like we're the top of the food chain right like we're we're look at us up here uh dr what does that say about us then like our why do we cheer for these stories then yeah i think that we're i think that that story of human supremacy or all forms of supremacy and mastery are you know are dying I, i i that's my hope is that it's no longer a, a great measure to think about success uh, as supremacy and domination. And so I think that uh, when we see these other forms of existence pushing back and, and challenging that story, I think, I think we can get on board with that. I think that we can say, hey, yeah, we can give up. There's so, there's, you know, we, we have more to gain by giving up notions of supremacy than we have by reasserting supremacy over and over and over. Right. Do we study it enough, do you think, when we do see these examples? Well, I think that was what was, you know, really the big takeaway in this paper that I wrote uh, was the, how much uh, humans focus on animal resistance. You know, that's the, the orcas and those types of things. Those are the things that get onto the news and so on. But really, if you think about how animal behavior studies or farms or in the laboratories and so on, almost all of our scientific endeavors are uh, organized at some level about studying uh, the reactions of other things and the forms of resistance that exist in these other things. And then we try to control them and minimize them. So we try to minimize how animals react to certain kinds of um, you know, practices and so on. And then that's animal behavior studies. And, and so I think we're constantly studying it. I think human, um, human existence is organized around uh, defeating animal resistance. And I think it probably should change. It, maybe it's, is it because we don't really want to know? Like we don't want to study it too much because then what does that say about us and what we are doing? Um, <clears throat> yeah, well, I think, again, I think it's kind of a twin. I think at one level we do want to know because we do want to defeat it at, a, at an industry scientific level. I think on a personal level, I think... You know, what's so fascinating is that even when animals aren't there, we still imagine that they're resisting us. So whether it's in fiction or stories or movies or all these kinds of things, we, we, we put animals into a, into a relationship with us so that we can figure out where we're at in our, you know, as a species, where we're at as a, as a, as a culture, where we're at in terms of all these different kinds of questions. The animals become a mirror for us to evaluate um, who we are and what we're doing at any particular time. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't, so sure. I think whenever we look in the mirror, you know, even, you know, I look in the mirror every day and if I spend a little too long, I start to notice blemishes right. <laughs> or maybe I notice it right <laughs> off the bat. And you just start, you know, you start to think about who am I, what am I doing? Why am I doing these things? 
And it takes a lot to be able to say, okay, well, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to change these things that, that are in my life and I'm going to do it in, in, you know, not in the long, you know, uh, way down the road, but I'm going to start to do it today. And it takes a, it takes a lot. It takes a lot to look in the mirror and actually have an honest conversation with where you're at. Very true. Listen, thanks so much for your time this morning. Okay. Thanks so much for reaching out.